Welcome to Revive Music Podcast. Today I'll be sharing a little bit more about my story. The first segment was the very first episode and it was called Knowing and Being Who You Truly Are. But this time, I'm sharing a little more details of the turning points that happened in my life that were monumental and where I am personally in my recovery today. I always like to begin my episode with a quote. Live life as though nobody's watching and express yourself as though everyone is listening. Nelson Mandela. Well, I'd like to start off my story. It was a year before I came down to Florida. It was about 2011, 2012. At this time, I was an active drinker, but less than before. And many of you who listened to my first story will understand. Um, mostly that was because I didn't really have much value in my life and that didn't really promote a very healthy self-confidence or confidence in general. And also I just became complacent. I was in the thick of my recovery. Not much was going on, but I was not going in and out of hospitals. Well, in some ways, in many ways, I have given up at that time. I know my family and friends had tried, and I do not minimize that. But I had a very little view on what my future would look like. I remember there are moments, and I remember living moment by moment through experiences, that at times I tried to hold on to. I'm not trying to say that those experiences weren't good and some of the people were instrumental and helpful during those periods. But I really didn't find any sustainable joy or happiness. I know many of us out there might be saying, well, that's life. But in a sense, um, my story's a little different. I'm very thankful of where I'm at now. I'm, I'm also eager what's to come. And that is a very big shift for where I was at this time. I know faith and belief can be helpful for some, but I also know it can be very unhelpful for some people. I was exposed to faith but from my experience, I usually set it aside because I saw a lot of those people to be unsavory. Um, my experience usually was um, just like some people, people who are very legalistic or unloving in their approach. I distinctly remember that then some of the churches, not all, but a general grouping. And obviously I wasn't willing to see past what I was seeing, but I felt that they were all naive and hypocrites. And sometimes, unfortunately, they can be. But now moving forward and where I am today, I, I can say, honestly, we all are selfish grasping for something that feels would give happiness, but ultimately doesn't 
it's never enough and it's not sustainable and when I read this when I kind of grabbed onto this idea when you know the why in your life the how gets easier kind of describes a little bit what happens next yes I have mental illness and it's funny for me to say this not really funny but kind of it took me a while to get to actually say this and some people right now in recovery be like um, that's they might not they might there might be a little pushback but I'm just talking about my own perspective my own story but when I was sick when I was in the thick of it just like I was sharing before labeling myself was easier saying I was sick was easier but at the same time it was very lonely I remember talking many times about the impact of loneliness and the pink impact also of complacency um, maybe not in that wording but also the impact of hopelessness the biggest thing that I realized was that I was finding value and I couldn't find it I was lost you know I remember one of the biggest hurdles moving forward in my recovery was finding value amidst all the naysayers saying what I couldn't do or what I can't do it has been and it's still one of the hardest things being in recovery it wasn't one thing that led me to where I am today but multiple things it wasn't about getting approval of my accomplishments it was about finding value in myself and through my faith I know many of you who seen my or actually been in my church or see me preach or I might have shared this even in my support groups or even my talks but serving became a huge catalyst moving forward a lot of us I was very heavy in talking about service but I also understand that it wasn't the only thing there was to it I remember being useful and busy I thought and many have thought around me that I will be good for me and though I found it was good at one point of my journey of recovery it was just a band-aid and it too was not sustainable the big shift for me was being passionate in something I believed in and also strangely enough something I learned rather recently was being able to be wrong and always getting up revive ministries like you know um, was a passion and it still is that arose from the from an idea I developed through serving those in my church realizing it doesn't matter what everyone else is doing or how much they were doing but more leaning on my faith which sustained me the times I had events with Revive Ministries at my previous church and seeing that attendance was disappointing, I still held on to my focus on helping others. Not for recognition, just so people can tell their stories 
and put a face to recovery. Even if only one person shows up to an event, that was enough. I gotta say it was a lot of work. And a lot of people have helped me through the, this time. It wasn't just through my own understanding. There was a big learning curve. But there was a lot of work hosting events at my previous church. Where, unfortunately, I'm not pinpointing any particular person or church, but what I have found in my own perspective, that a lot of Christians, or a lot of people in general, not to pinpoint just Christians, wanted to put an arm-length approach to it. If my value was getting recognition, I would not last even one event. I remember now that I'm doing the podcast, I still joke to this day with my fiance that I will continue doing a podcast until I am at least 85 years old. And even though I joke, it's the truth. I love what I'm doing. I love doing this. And uh, at the same time, it does not matter, does not matter if I make a dime or get recognized. And at the same time, people may look at this and say, what's the point? People may not find value in this because they don't understand it or me. And that's okay. That has been my life. That has been my label. A lot of these stories are people who have been labeled. And I always appreciate those willing enough, brave enough to come on. I remember when I was a leader at my previous church, unfortunately some people sought to discredit me because they thought they were right. Maybe not not intentionally. But at the same time, it would have been arguably to say that it would be easier if I just stepped aside. But one thing you have to know about me and my story. It wasn't about taking the easy path. It's not, a, it's not about only thinking of myself. It's about healing by serving. Whether you're faith-based or not, how we treat each other matters. We can lie about it as much as we like and try to convince ourselves that we're hugely important from whatever title or whatever you've done. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. The connections we have are the most precious things we have in our lives. From my experience, my faith has improved and and so has my outlook looking forward. Finding meaning matters. Caring for people matter. At the same time, they could be one of the most painful things. At the same time, a lot of people I know have been hurt and I have them on my podcast they've been in some of the episodes you might have listened but caring for people matter it's not to gain elevation in a career or a social standing or even value in my story it was just to serve in my faith circles those who know me I do say this in various different ways but one of the things I say is we're not owed anything and some people might see that's pretty depressing. I've, and people right now hearing this will be like, might be getting a little angry. Like, 
How do you know I'm not owed everything? What I'm really saying is that even though those people might be upset or might be like, he doesn't know, and maybe they'll even say, how can he say that? I'm just sharing my perspective, just like anyone else may have their own perspective. So probably you might be um, listing off the things that you have contributed, the things you have done, and I'm sure they were important. But if you're really being honest, the fact that you're hearing this today, having breath, and are alive today is a huge blessing. Part of my journey of recovery was recognizing the idea of gratitude. And that has been hugely healing in my recovery. We can never repay the people who has helped us in our lives. Our mothers, our fathers, our teachers, our brothers, our friends. In fact, the fact that you weren't thrown away, tossed or killed or worse, and you're listening to this today, is a reason to be thankful. I would even argue, even from my perspective, there's always an avenue to be thankful. There's always going to be someone or person or group of people that contribute to where you are right today. Yes, it's never going to be ideal if you continue to compare with other people. But look at where we're at today. Look at how things are today. Never will we imagine that the whole world was stopped from something we wouldn't even see. And it humbles us. When I left my previous church, I remember feeling unprepared and lost. A lot of looming questions were floating around in my head. What was the point? And at the same time, I had the realization I didn't have a church to serve in. I remember, for, I know that some might be listening to this like, well, you could get a lot of things done, but that might be your story, but that's not mine. I remember going to my current church that I am going today and this, my friend, Sebastian, um, I was in the foyer in uh, the church and I just still remember him taking the initiative to pray with me. I was about to step out that door because that would be easier. You have to understand that church felt painful to me. I could never repay him or the many others who helped me moving forward. There's several people besides Sebastian that were monumental. Just from the current church, you know, Bob, Carice, Sister Small, the choir, um, just to name a few. I would see Chantal and some others who spoke to me, Bria, um, um, Sid, just to name a few. And the ones that I don't mention, it's not that, um, but all of you were impactful. And then outside the church, you know, Tamika Jones, you have Jessica Daly, who arguably was one of the first podcasts I did. Um, Sebastian was the very first. I remember Morgan, um, just, just briefly. And then the people in the past, like my friend from college, Tristan and Eric, Diana, Tristan's wife. Um, who else? Um, 
the doctors, the people who helped me while I was in New Jersey, uh, people who are helping me today. Um, the support groups, you know, Juan, the drop-in center, everyone there, the NAMI group that I'm, I'm involved with today. And of course, my dear fiance, Joanne. My point is our connections do matter. Now I can never repay any of them. Each of us have more of an impact to each other than we would like to admit. October 2019, I decided to shift over with Revive Ministries to start a podcast. I was scared. I have never done a podcast. You know, there were a lot of struggles, like learning curves at first. But my value and my passion to serve didn't waver. Through my experience and growth in my ministry, I didn't look at the amount of people who listened or whether they shared what they listened to or what whether they, it was not about that. I just continue to serve to provide a platform for people to share. One of the things I remember always saying at times in my podcast and in general is that one of the biggest complaints in recovery are people struggling is that they feel they're not heard. In a way, that's what I'm trying to provide. And today, I'm continuing through this situation we're all in. Hopefully, sooner than later, and this will subside. But as we go through this, I, through this and all that I've talked about from coming to Florida, there are a lot of skills I've grown that I have today. But I will never say I made it. I'll never say I got to where I need to go to. It's just moving forward, continuing to serve, to heal. Because ultimately my serving others became my healing, became my recovery. This is just a little short, brief segment of my story, a little bit more focus on a specific portion of my story that's a little bit more current. I may do this periodically. Um, I'm working on scheduling some other people on my story of recovering. I thought this was appropriate at this time. Yes, I did, did mention my fiance and we are getting married, God willing, this year. I'm very happy about that. I do encourage you, like I say, always, to always stay updated to current episodes of Revive Ministry Podcast and the three series, well, actually two, but three actually episodes being uploaded a week. Two of them are the Robert's Corner and the other one is the original, which this is. This is a special episode. Um, it's shorter because it's just me. And I didn't want to kind of drag this out. I wanted to give you a little piece of my story that I thought was important, especially now. You can always stay current with Revive Ministry Podcast at revivemarriagesfl.com 
forward slash podcast. Revive Ministry Podcast is being, like I said, very ambitious to have three episodes of content a week. Uh, it's basically triple what I was trying to do. But at the same time, I just, I just feel passionate and driven to see this through. And I'm also willing to make a mistake. But the point is this. If you are interested for more information on how to become a guest, please email me at reviveministriesfl at gmail.com. But then again, thank you for listening. Thank you for all those who've been listening all the way to this point. Maybe, um, maybe you want to be a guest. Maybe you were struggling, not sure how it would be or whether, um, whether it's for you or right fit, or maybe you know someone, just email me. We'll talk. My whole thing is I don't push anyone to do this. I know this is extremely revealing and transparent at whatever level of sharing you do. But I do appreciate your commitment and your support. This is a Revive Ministry podcast saying goodbye for now. Be safe. I want to leave you with this one quote. The quote that's on my front page of my website and the quote that I held on to for a very long time. Mary, your choices reflect your hopes, not your fears. Nelson Mandela. Thank you. And goodbye.